That's terrible. Things gone wrong in the sporting world. That's a terrible idea. I want to know what the hell he's smoking. Something stinks in here. That's terrible. <laughs> it's Terrible Tuesday. Things gone wrong in the sporting world. Last night, we had the culmination of a college baseball season all wrapped up into one game last night, the College Baseball World Series. A tremendous tournament, exciting games. Look what you had in the championship game. You had two teams from the same conference, the power conference of the SEC, Florida and LSU, even though they never played each other during the course of the regular season. Never played a series against each other. Very strange in the same conference. Then they never played each other during the course of the SEC tournament. And then when do they meet? Even though they were like two of the top teams in the country all season long, they face each other in the championship series, best two out of three games. Florida, fantastic team, can mash the balls we've seen, right? They played in eight one-run games, a record in the College World Series. Both of these teams have staved off elimination. LSU had to beat TCU twice last week just to get to the finals. Florida faced an elimination game on Sunday against LSU. So, yes, this series, highly anticipated. Game one, lived up to the hype. It was Saturday. It was good. LSU defeated Florida 4-3 to in 11 innings. LSU pitcher Ty Floyd had 17 strikeouts in 8 innings pitched. LSU hit a homer in the top of the 11th inning, and then they held him in the bottom of the 11th to get the one games to none lead in the best two out of three series for the College World Series Championship. LSU only used two pitchers in that game. Floyd, 17 strikeouts, went eight innings. Their other pitcher that wasn't their ace either. Neither one was their ace. All right. And he went three innings. All right. So you had so much excitement, so much hype until the end. Sunday's game. 24 to four in favor of Florida. Now, exciting the fact that Florida erupted with their back against the wall, but they hit six homers, but they obliterated LSU 24 to four. So now you have the showdown of last night's game. You're thinking, okay, here we go. One game apiece. The series has been fantastic. The, the, the college baseball world series has been fantastic. And what did we get last night? A dud. We get another dud in game three. Winner take all. What do we have? 18 to four game. LSU wins 18 to four. Sunday was horrendous. Monday was horrendous. It was so anticlimactic. Now, sure, if you're an LSU fan, I mean, great. You're a Florida fan. You're jumping up and down. You score 24 runs. You nearly set a record. One run shy of Notre Dame's record of 1957. You score 24. And then what happens the very next day? You give up 18. You give up 18. But this is college baseball, and this is one of the reasons why people haven't got attracted to it. That's why it's not a big TV ratings booster. It's, it's why it's not a big... You know, betting thing. We talked to Jake Cornegay from the Westgate last week. We'll talk to Chuck um, Esposito later in, in today's show. But they don't get a bunch of handle because people think it's like slow-pitch softball. You get all these runs scored. I mean, think about this. You had 28 runs scored on Sunday. You had 22 runs scored yesterday. And then you start a pitcher who gets ripped. Joe Calgani is a two-way player. And he's... You throw him out there, 
and he gets ripped right away. I don't know, 18 to 4 and 24 to 4 in a championship series doesn't scream like, wow, that's great. So for me, very anticlimactic. I was hyping this stuff up. Two great teams, but man, did it fail. I mean, at least give me something like six to four. You know, give me something like five to two, something. But 24 to four and then 18 to four to wrap it up for the championship. Very anticlimactic. All right. Speaking of that, anticlimactic. How about the Cubs and the Cardinals over the weekend? How about that, huh? Yeah, we're excited about that, aren't we? The excitement between these two historic teams. The rivalry that we have. How about the anticipation? How about the fans from each city traveling to the other team's ballpark, huh? Hey, let me ask you a question, Numchuck. Where was this weekend's series at? Was it at Wrigley Field? Iconic? Historic Wrigley Field? Or was it at semi-iconic Bush Stadium in St. Louis? It was at iconic <laughs> Wrigley East. Wrigley East, it was. No, it wasn't. It wasn't at Wrigley Field. It wasn't at Bush Stadium. It wasn't even in the United States of America. You had to go to London, England to go see the Cubs and the Cardinals. We had to go to the home of West Ham United. How's my Paul Buck Power Stewart voice doing right now? That was a little, that was a little actually, actually pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty I, can, good. I can get a, get a good uh, English accent, but sometimes I get Crocodile Dundee, and then I start throwing in the Australian, and I say, hey, mate, how you doing? Oh, slap your face because you're not a mate because you're a, you're a limey. Isn't a limey a Brit? I don't know what it is, but yes. The game was in London, England. All right. Now, the last time London Stadium hosted a series in 2019, you may remember this, Yankees and the Red Sox. Slugfest City. The two-game series saw the teams put up 50 runs. What is this? College Baseball World Series? Yankees swept the Red Sox 17-13. Football game score there. 12-8. Maybe it could be a football game score there. Maybe cricket. Who knows what? I don't know how they score cricket. I just know they last for like three weeks. Tom Ricketts, the Cubs president, said this. Here's this quote. The MLB London series between the Cubs and the Cardinals has been in the works for years now, and we're thrilled to finally be able to bring you one of baseball's biggest rivalries to the fans abroad. We hope that this series not only excites and entertains, but brings more international sports fans to the game we all love. That was Ricketts said before the game started over the weekend. Cardinals CEO William DeWitt says this, The Cardinals are excited and honored to be part of the London series. The Cardinals and Cubs rivalry is one of the best in sports, and it'll be exciting to bring it to Europe for a new audience to experience. I have no doubt that the passionate sports fans in London will love these games, and we look forward to creating some new Cardinals fans overseas. You know what I say about that? I say rubbish, to put it in English terms, or hogwash in American terms. How's that? Because this benefits only one entity, all right? It benefits Major League Baseball owners. All this money that's generated from the London games, you know who it goes to? It goes to the London organizers and, to you guessed it, Major League Baseball. That's right. It goes in the owners' pockets, all right? British fans, does it benefit them? British fans and baseball? We talked to Paul Buck Power Stewart about this yesterday. Go back and listen to that interview. It doesn't benefit the Cubs. It doesn't benefit the Cardinals. It doesn't benefit the fans of those 
home cities, do they? No. Why? Because they can't even go to the games. Don't I don't want to hear people say, "Oh yeah, uh, Cubs fans are going to pack up. They're going to go to England and spend about 10 grand to go see a couple games." Cardinal fans aren't going to do that for the most part. Cubs fans aren't going to do that for the most part unless you're loaded. No. But what this does here, it kills these two teams fan home bases. And there are no makeup games here, okay? You took a game away, a home game away from the Cubbies. You took a home game away from the Cardinals. You took those games up away. Those are not makeup games. No, they gave them to England. Right. Why? Because Major League Baseball is greedy, no different than the NFL, no different than the NBA, because they want to sell you this garbage that we're trying to Grow the game globally. Hey, if you want to do that, and like I said time and time again, you want to do that with the NFL, you want to send the Jacksonville Jaguars or when the Raiders, when they were Oakland, when they couldn't sell it anyway, the Tennessee Titans, when they couldn't draw more than 35, 40,000 fans to a game, you want to do that, go ahead. Take away a home date, which is still ridiculous. You shouldn't do it. But lower level teams. And then what happened? These teams started to complain. We got to go to England again. Well, then they finally say, okay, now everyone's got to go. And Packer fans and Steeler fans and those other organizations said, well, no, 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 no. We're not going to give it up. We're give up a Lambeau Field game? We only get eight of those a game, eight a year. Are you kidding? No, we're not going to do that. But yeah, this is what has happened in sports. Now, this Major League Baseball fiasco is part of the MLB World Tour. Familiar with this? It's a program meant to bring baseball to different countries in an attempt to expand fan bases beyond their United States market. The program is to develop a slate of games, as many as 24, to be played in Asia, Latin America, and Europe through 2026. So that means we got another three years of this nonsense. All right. All of these games played in these city or these countries, I said. All right. And these are in addition to those regular season games that we just witnessed in England, okay? But up to 16 more exhibition games are also in the mix. While you have meetings in the Tokyo Dome that occurred since 2000, because Japan has a big appetite for Major League Baseball, as we know, we get that. But the idea of this new program was to bring the league to countries less traditionally associated with the sport. So where are we going to go? Indonesia? Are we going to go to Croatia? I'm down. I'm I'm down. That in Germany, I'm fine. But they don't care about baseball in these countries. They don't care. Are we going to go to Qatar or Qatar? Take your your pick how you want to say it. This is what Major League Baseball is planning. And it's taking away games from these home cities. Players don't want to make these, you know, 14-hour ventures and travel one way. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's a downright joke for this to have Major League Baseball insult the intelligence of the fans by saying, everybody wants it. It's good for the game. It's just lining up the pockets from a revenue stream that normally they wouldn't get. People from a different country. Companies from a different country. Yeah. How about that? Did you like getting up at about 6 or 7 o'clock in the morning to watch Cubs Cardinals? It was 9. 9. Okay. Still too And it, it was horrible. It was. It was. Right? And again, the slugfest... About, you know why it was a slugfest? Well, because what, the fences are a joke, right? So they moved them in. I, I moved them well, back. No, they moved them out. Yeah, and they're still three thirty, right? Three eighty seven, three ninety two dead center. It was three eighty five to dead center when they were yeah. with the Yankees, Red Sox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't know it's what they're insane. doing. They don't know what they're doing. So 
I actually have a possible solution to this. Okay. So we're doing London games. They have London baseball or UK baseball, British baseball, whatever it is. Couldn't we do like an exhibition? Our Cubs versus their their best team. Their their uh, Paul Buck Power Stewart their Wranglers Buck Power, yeah, or, or whatever he played for, you know, or or like when, sure. like when, when we do Japan, sure. like when we play in the yes. in the Asians, right? We we can play the the Japan, the China teams, all those major teams, and have fun with it. And you said the key word there, Todd. You said the key word, exhibition. Yes. Put it in March. Yeah. All right? Put it in March where it goes and do that. You want to get some guys together and you want to tune up for the World Baseball Classic? Heck, I'm even fine with that. Take Team USA and have them do a tune-up game in England or, no, or Germany. No, I, I think or, every you know? team should have to go at least once just to random places. You know, but like make it an exhibition make, game. But yes, make it an Not exhibition regular game. season because now what are you doing with the Cubs and Cardinals? Now you're gonna have to give them an extra day or two's rest because you're gonna get the jet lag. You're gonna get oh. right back into that major league baseball grind when you've been playing nonstop now since April the first. It's a joke. It's ridiculous. And again, I, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the NBA. I, you know, wanting to go to China, all this other stuff, and the NFL. More and more of these games during the regular season. You know, forcing. You know, uh, teams to give up home games? No. It's ridiculous. Doesn't make any sense at all. Get rid of it. All right. Back to Major League Baseball. Ooh, back to baseball? Yes. Let's go. I got to talk about this Houston Astros and Los Angeles Dodgers series. Because it was highly anticipated for so many reasons, right? You had the three games. All three games were very good, very competitive. On the field, they were amazing. But in the stands... Ridiculous. And even in the television booths, ridiculous. How does ESPN and Fox start off their broadcast? They want to go back to 2017 and they want to play old clips of Jim Crane and Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman talking about, yes, we were wrong what we did. And they were. There's no question about it. But for television, for television and especially Dodger fans to still be bringing up the Astro sign stealing scandal is a joke. All right. Here's what I don't get. All right. Now, now, Grant, I will say this. Okay. The Astros used video monitors illegal. Okay. Granted, no question. I get that. Remember, I'll repeat myself again. Was not an Astros fan when this happened. Okay. So I'm not. You know, sitting here banging the drum, haha, or a garbage can. Yeah, for the Astros. Okay. But six years later, for teams like the Dodgers and the Yankees to still have this bitterness towards this team, I don't understand it. I will never understand it. All right. Because remember, even though it was illegal, we've had people on this show who are in Major League Baseball. Remember, they were not the only team doing it. There was about a half a dozen to a dozen teams that were doing this. And yes, the Astros got caught. But again, remember, folks, that is not why the Houston Astros beat the Dodgers. It's always so convenient to say after the fact, oh, our team lost. Let's let's try to find an excuse here. What is it? Is it weather? It was injuries. What is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they, che- they cheated because they knew what pitches was coming. Hogwash. Dodger fans still crying about this, losing to the Astros in 2017, six years later, hearing fans booing, throwing stuff on the field, 
And it's funny because every year there's less and less Astro players that are on this team. You had two. You had Jose Altuve and you had Alex Bregman, and they're booing their lungs out. At least some intelligent Dodger fans didn't boo, you know, Martin Maldonado and and in others that you know had nothing to do with it. Jeremy Pena, because remember, a few years ago they were booing everybody. Like, what are you booing this guy for? So, question you know? question for you. Yes. When like Verlander comes and plays, yeah. Do they boo him? Do they boo all these people that were on the 2017? I'm sure. I'm, I'm, you know what I'm, I'm, like, I'm sure. But, you know, it's more because the Astros, the Astros are coming and they beat us. All right. So let me clear this up because so many other people, you know, especially talk show, they don't want to, they don't want to touch upon this. I don't know why they don't want to talk about it. It's like they think it's controversy or something like that, but I'm just coming to you from a logistical standpoint. Yeah. Dodger fans are going to be upset with this, but here's the deal. Yo. I don't understand the bitterness. I don't understand the crying. The sign stealing had nothing to do with this reason for this. This was a 2017 Dodgers Astros. Heck of a series. One of the best. It was a seven game series. Houston won four games to three in closely contested extra inning games. Now, if there was such an advantage here, that uh, Dodger fans claim for them losing, why did it go seven games? Why wasn't it a clean Astro sweep? Why weren't these games just not competitive? Why? Because the sign stealing had nothing to do with it. And again, anybody knows anything about baseball? We've been stealing signs forever. Forever. That is an art to steal signs. But yeah, they used electronics. Okay, fine. If you're putting down... One for a fastball, two for a curveball, three for a changeup. You wiggle the fingers, all that stuff. Okay, mix up your signs like most teams do. And then how do you know it's the first sign? It could be the second sign. It's supposed to be the third sign. Well, that's what teams do. They mix it up. So these convenient excuses that we've been having to hear about for six-plus years is ridiculous and is, is a joke. And I'll point this out. All right, why the sign stealing had nothing to do with Houston beating the Dodgers in 2017? Who had the home field advantage in this series? The Dodgers did. Yeah. The Dodgers did. All right? And if the Dodgers were, were uh, rather the Astros were so proficient about knowing, knowing what pitches were coming and just raking the ball out of the yard, left and right. Like I said, it would have been a sweep. It would have been 3-1. You would have lopsided scores, but you didn't. Yeah, we're good. Do you we're know good. what two, the two of the three games the Dodgers won, do you know what the scores were? The Dodgers defeated the Houston Astros 3-1 to in game one. And I believe it was game six, 3-1. to Now, if you know the signs, you're telling me Houston only got one run? How about maybe you couldn't figure out the pitching of Dallas Keuchel? Okay, or Joe Musgrove, or Justin Verlander, and that Astros pitching staff. Think about that. But for you to say that they knew what pitches were coming and they're raking, it didn't happen that way. And I'm bringing this up because Dodger fans are still whining and crying and think that they got the World Series taken from them. You know what that is? That's entitlement. That is pure entitlement. They think, oh, we, we, we deserve to win? No. Score more runs. Play better defense. Solve the opponent's pitching. That's, that's how you win. All right. And like I said, two players that are still there, you run out of people to boo. Do you know what Dodger fans did this weekend and they've done it before? 
Did they have the inflatables? They booed Dusty Baker. Dusty had nothing to do with it. He was not there. He took over the train wreck of a mess in 2020 and cleaned it up. Give him credit for that. But here's the most important part. He is one of your own. Dodgers Hall of Famer. Guy that won a World Series with the Dodgers. And you're booing your own? Did, did you boo Steve Garvey when he came back? When he was a Padre? Did you, did, did you boo Davey Lopes, Maury Wills, all these other uh, people? Other players, Ron Say? Ron Say, where'd he go, Numchuck, after the Dodgers? Cubbies. When Ron, when Ron Say retired as a Dodger, they brought him back. Did they boo him? No. Of course, this is what I'm talking about. You're booing a guy that helped you win a World Series. Silver Slugger Award winner. I mean, the list goes on and on. Dodger fans, for the most part, people that engage in this behavior are ignorant. Plain and simple. I don't get it. I don't understand the bitterness. I've had it. I'm fed up. It's six years later. Quit already. And you know who's just as bad? Those Yankee fans. Those Yankee fans. Oh, man, they beat us to get to the to the, uh, to the Dodgers of the World Series. Same thing that happens in New York. Dodger fans, Yankee fans, you guys are supposed to be smarter than this, and, and you're not. The Yankees couldn't beat the Astros then. They can't beat them now. They haven't defeated the Astros in a series in six-plus years. Fact. Yeah. Just very, very... Very, very irritating. Stop with the booing. Stop with the nonsense. Stop with all that. You just weren't better than the Astros in that year. NHL awards were last night at the Bridgestone Arena in Nashville. Hart Trophy MVP goes to Connor McDavid. Norris Trophy, the best defenseman, all right? Eric Carlson, San Jose. Jack Adams, best coach. Goes to Jim Montgomery of the Boston Bruins. See where I'm going with this? What's what's missing here? Any Stanley Cup champion. No Golden Knights player got an award last night. Now, you could say, well, that's horrible. It's terrible. Do you know it's only the fifth time it's happened in history of the National Hockey League? I believe the last time it happened was something like 10, 12 years ago. Why? Well, I guess you could say, and I guess it's a pretty good argument or excuse. Don't know if I'm buying it. Is the Golden Knights had so much depth and they had so much balance that there wasn't that one star player. I guess I'm buying that. But what about the Jack Adams Award? Shouldn't it go to Bruce Cassidy? Shouldn't he be the coach of the year? Should that be a no-brainer? You give it to the Hammonager that replaced Bruce Cassidy in Boston? The Hammonager whose team got eliminated in the first round at home ice with the best record? What's going on here? It's it's a popularity contest. That's all it is. Connor McDavid? Connor McDavid. Mm, okay. Didn't even get to the Western Conference Finals. Right? Exactly. And the other reason that Vegas didn't have anybody, half the, half the season we're dealing with injuries. We had five goalies. There was no way we were going to win the goalie award. There's, you know I, get, I, I get that. I'd like, For the regular season, I get that. that's why I didn't bring up that. Yeah. I didn't bring up the goalie award. Didn't bring up. But, you know, no Marshy, Carlson, Eichel. Who else had fantastic years, you know? You know? 
They've yeah. had really good years. Sure, okay, maybe not better than some of those other players from losing teams. Some teams that didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> San Jose? San Jose? Eric Carlson? San Jose? Did they, is that a misprint? They get William Carlson instead of, uh, I don't know. Yeah, so craziness. All right, so no award winner, but that's okay. The Vegas Golden Knights get the last lap with the Stanley Cup. I will leave you with this, my friend, and I want you to pay attention to this, Numchuck, because this is this story's got your name written all over it. Steve Lemke resigned as the assistant women's bowling coach at Stephen F. Austin University. All right? Do you know why Steve Lemke got released or got fired from his job as the assistant women's bowling coach? Do you have any idea? I have no idea. Well, because he had an affair with one of the athletes. Not, not a good luck, right? Here is Steve Lemke's quote. I knew it was kind of a no-no, but there's not a rule saying it can't happen. There's not a rule saying, hey, you know, I'm going to go to jail for this or anything like that. Then I'm doing something totally wrong. It's not etched in stone. I guess it's just an ethics code. Like we frown upon that, but there's no rule and there's no law broken. (sighs) How about that? Had an affair with one of the athletes. Yeah, you probably, that's, that's a good idea. Here's the kicker to the story, though. Who do you think the head coach is of the Stephen F. Austin women's bowling team? He's the assistant. Do you know who the head coach is? Oh, it's got to be his wife. His wife. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Cheating on the wife with the players on the same team. Hey, how are those road trips? Hey, honey, I got to go uh, do a bed check. Yeah. Um, yeah are, we, are we done with our business here? Listen, it's at 930. I got to get going. Yeah. Hey, Amber. Yeah, you there, Amber? Are you ready? Okay. Here we go. Oh, I got to go next door. Hang on. Tiffany, you still awake? You good, Tiff? Okay. Oh, I got. I got to get back to. Uh, I got to get back to the head coach. All right. Bed check. Good. All right. Well, oh, zip up your pants, numchuck. There you go. How's that story? Doesn't that kind of have a familiar ring? I you probably not. I think it has a familiar ring that we've seen this in a Seinfeld episode, oh, where this whoa, guy where this this guy's making the excuse. He's making the excuse. Why well, can't I think of what episode that is? I, I, I you know it's got to be George, right? Yeah, what is it? the cleaning lady. Yeah. Is that the one? Do we have a clip? No, Go- <laughs> no, we don't have a clip. <laughs> oh. There's your terrible Tuesday takes.